If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello and welcome to a brand new Bravo episode of Tender Loving Care with your host myself Pauline and my darling Kate. It is the time of the week that we dive headfirst into our Bravo shows. Kate and I's podcast Tender Loving Care is available on all podcasting platforms and has a new episode each Wednesday. In that episode we break down a show from the TLC and Discovery Plus network past or present and we deep dive the insanity of that content. On Tuesdays, we also have a 90 Day Fiancé show in which we cover the current airing series or iteration of 90 Day Fiancé. But on Friday in this episode, it is pure Bravo. Housewives, housewives, more housewives. Without further ado, let's get into it because there's so, 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 so much to talk about. Hi, Kay. Hi, good evening. (laughs) Good evening. Kate, um... We just said there, as we were rushing in to start this, the amount we have to talk about, you just informed me that they dropped three episodes of Ultimate Girls Trip Rooney Legacy today. 
Yes. I wanted to, you know, be in the know and catch up on it so we could talk about it for this episode. And I go to the website and I'm like, oh my God, I don't have time to watch all three of these. So I'm one episode in, it's already so so entertaining. I, I I can't believe I knew it was coming out today. I was so excited to put something. I think I put something on the Instagram about it. Um, I didn't know they were dropping three. I feel as though it is such. It is something that we've looked forward to for so long because it is. It's Roni. It is Roni, as you guys know, is my number one franchise. Always has been. Always will be. And we have the gals. We have Monster Ramona. We have Lou. We have Sonia. We have Monster Dorinda. We have Kristen, who, by the way, I have argued in many comment sections um, about how on Instagram, about how people don't understand how good and relevant Kristen was. She wasn't a Cindy bar shop or someone that was in for one season and forgotten about. Kristen went up against Ramona, got a glass thrown in her face when they went to the Berkshires. She had so much content. She fought with her husband, showed a lot about her husband on that. Like, Kristen was brilliant. And I'm so glad they brought her back. I agree. She, what I didn't, I hadn't really thought about it much before, but I know you've been saying that. And then watching it, I was like, yes, she is actually the perfect, sweet, kind of uh voice of reason foil to someone to your Ramona's and your Dorinda's because they I, go at it and oh. and she's kind of the one who's like what I didn't mean to offend you and then the other ones are just going nuts on her and she doesn't know what to do or say oh they always talk to Kristen because yeah. she's drop dead gorgeous and women of that type will always go after the gorgeous one because She's not a Looney Tunes like Kelly Kalora Ben Simone, who is also on it and on an island. Um, <clears throat> but she's nice and she stands up for herself and she is going to go head to head with Dorinda and I cannot wait. I'm telling you, Kristen is going to be the breakout and everyone will eat their words because Kristen is going to be fighting with Dorinda. She's going to be touching on fighting with Ramona again and she's going to be in with Kelly Kalora and Ben Simone. And I cannot wait and also i didn't realize they're in saint bart's and at the pirate house again they are the exact same holly holly it is the same exact chef it's like the same staff the staff the staff is trolling them they're making fun of ramona it is so funny that is take a xanax take a xanax it's aviva dresher it's her calling them white trash it's carol meeting russ her boyfriend it's, I mean, there was so much. It was the pirate. It was Luann getting caught on a hot mic. She was the original hot mic yep. talking about the pirate. It is legendary. And there's so much reminiscing. There's Good. so many, so many uh, flashbacks. Oh, <gasps> right that's away. what I love. It's oh, very oh. meta. Like they break the fourth wall constantly talking about the show, talking about Andy Cohen. I was put on pause. You were fired. Like, it goes there. I don't need to be on this show. Like talking about girls trip while they're on girls trip. I don't even need this show. You need the show. And it is so funny. I, it is like the best Christmas present I could ever get. I mean, it is perfect timing for this to come out. It is all my gals. It's all our gals. And I hope that Dorinda is necking that vodka because if she's not wasted on this, I'm going to be really upset. And I want Ramona yeah. to be. 
throwing her shoes at someone that works there, put them up on a shelf. <laughs> That's the type of behavior I want from Ramona. Well, and I'm happy to report, you know who is now drinking on occasion again? orders a bottle splits a bottle of wine with someone at dinner and she's like yeah i'm just drinking on occasion and if there was ever an occasion it's ultimate girls trip and i'm like i am that that's the best christmas present scratch what i just said the best christmas present for me is countess luanne de lesseps drinking again that's (laughs) what i have advocated for for a long time oh i'm in a good place so i'm gonna start drinking again (laughs) I'm so happy. Oh God. Okay. Well, we will get into that. But the other yeah. thing I just want to talk because there are there's quite been quite a bit of Bravo news, Kate. Mm, okay. I want to get your opinion on this week. We got the VPR trailer. Have you seen it? No. Um. Should I pause and watch it? No. I feel bad. I meant to watch it. That's genuinely how much I would say no. Now, I know that I'm coming in this with an attitude because I've already said I'm sick of hearing about Ariana, I'm sick of hearing about Tom, I'm sick of hearing about Vanderpump in general, right? Yeah. Vanderpump rules. The series is coming out, I believe, January or beginning of February. I already know what's going to happen in the sense that it's going to be the editors are going to work overtime because that they're going to make Lala and everyone sick and tired of Ariana getting all the success and jealousy. And the women, Lala is speaking to Tom Sandoval. Sheena's talking to Tom Sandoval. And so it's going to be a lot of that. Ariana looking like the bitter woman that can't get over it. Mm-hmm. And the audience is going to turn on Ariana at the end of it and be like, you know what? This was all stupid. It was bad, but let's just all forgive. That's the entire plot of this season and I don't have time to watch 15 episodes of that I'm not interested anymore and it's going to see Ariana Mm. instill a ton of pain and she's still Mm -hmm. living with him and then friends are going to go and start hanging out with him and she's going to be fighting with them and I just the trailer is incredibly boring as well incredibly Mm. boring it was the biggest thing was Schwartz revealing that he made out with Sheena in Vegas. Okay, yeah, I keep seeing that. And I'm like, that is probably misleading because, yeah. Absolutely. Sheena said something about it online, right? Yeah. She did. It was something probably like after she broke up with um, the Shay, Shay Shay or whatever his name was. Shay, Tim Shay Shay. I don't know what his name was. Whenever she broke up with him, it was probably then when she was single and she made out with, you know, it was all Mm. silly. Like it's not going to be anything. Um, Then we see that this week um, Sheena is on a podcast crying, saying nobody understands how hard it is for me when Ariana doesn't understand how hard it was for me when the scandal broke. So that's a polarizing statement. Then Hmm. we have, um, then we have Lala in the trailer saying, um, you know, I don't know when you become a God, you become a God just because you were cheated on. And then this week she posts a photo of herself completely nude from behind with the caption, oh, of Crystal Minkoff from Real Housewives of Beverly, oh, sorry, of Sutton of Beverly Hills saying, jealous of what? Your ugly leather pants. And it's because she's being accused of being um, so jealous of Ariana. And then I had forgotten this complete aspect to it that I don't think people are taking into account, especially with with, uh, um, Lala. 
she was cheated on horrendously with that pig of a partner of hers that she was engaged to and had a child with. Mm -hmm. He cheated on her. That was a massive cheating scandal. And I imagine that she's like, listen, I went through the same thing as you. I didn't get what you got. And I think everyone's getting very pissed off with all of Ariana's success. And that's going to be the plot of the entire season. So I'm not even bothered about it, Kate. Well, I guess Lala needs a better team. Yeah. (laughs) I mean... But she also made so much money. That send it to Daryl. She made so much money off of all of this scandal. Don't don't hate the player. Hate the game. I mean, I think Ariana was just making the most of it, the moment, like just like any of them would, you know? Any of them would. I just think in a dynamic like that, they are all egotistical, every single one of them. And when one gets more fame than the other, like Ariana has, it doesn't bode well for the friendships. And I think that's what we're going to see. Okay, well, look, we need to get into Salt Lake. We need to get into BH. But before that, I want to just regale you and the listeners with something that happened to me yesterday. Okay. Um, So it was xenophobia mixed with anger and road rage right so this is what happened guys i am leaving my my house and there's around the corners there's one big main road and i was turning left onto the big main road and it was super busy and there isn't a light right so you're and there's cars parked each side so it's really it's a dangerous left turn okay mm-hmm. so i was waiting there was no break in the traffic no break in the traffic right yes yeah. suddenly Suddenly, here behind me, ah, come on, come on, or something. And I look in the rearview mirror. There's a woman that I would say was probably mid forties, with a teenage girl next to her in the car in this SUV type car, screaming at me to go. Hands up, go, just go, right? So, guess what, Kate? Holly was not in the mood that day. So I put my car in park and I opened my door and I got out of my car and I stood and I said, is there something wrong? And she goes, no, but you're going to go like at a 10, at a 10. Are you going to go? This is the middle of the day. Are you going to go? And I said, I, so then I realized with people that are like that, the, the best thing to irritate them and to do is to not swear and to just speak very calmly, right? So I said, oh, right. So this was like 10 plus. I go, "Um, why are you speaking this way with with a child in your car? She goes, she goes to me, which is nothing to say. I wasn't swearing or anything. And she said to me, she's not a child, asshole. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) what? And I said, so then I was like, all right, bitch, let's play. I go, your behavior is very embarrassing. I literally took a, I took the housewives wrote. I was like, you want me to humiliate you and make you embarrassed, make you feel like an idiot. I don't need to swear because I can use my intellect and Beverly (laughs) Hills and um, real housewives of New York manipulation to make you feel terrible. I said, you know what? You're, you your behavior is very embarrassing. I said, look at yourself. This is really embarrassing. She's manic in this car, manic. And she's going to me, this is best. Then she's like, 
you know what? Get on with it. Move. Welcome to America, bitch. <laughs> I burst out laughing. She she looked like she was about to lose her entire three o'clock in the afternoon. And all it was is that she was just waiting behind me in the car. So I burst out laughing and I said, this is very embarrassing for you. And I just said, and she was just screaming at me. I said, this is very embarrassing for you. And I got in my car and I started just waving to her in my <laughs> rear view mirror. I mean, I was, it. yes, was I bringing it on? Absolutely. But this bitch needs to be taught a lesson. <laughs> Fucking maniac, loser, insane bitch. But you know what? I didn't swear at her. I just told her how embarrassing no. she was. And she you lost could- her mind. <laughs> You got all Heather Debro on her. <laughs> That's what you have to, you've got to do it. Yeah. So, Welcome to America. I said, I, oh. I, I was like, that says everything. That oh. just says everything. Oh, no, you know what it reminds me of? It. You're mm. so angry. That would have been, I could, uh, that would, I, that was going to, it was, um, of course, it was um, Rinna to Denise Richards. Ooh, oh, you're so angry. So angry. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do next time. That's yep. what I would have. If I was going to stand there more, I would have added that on. But she probably definitely had a handgun in her car. So I was like, I'm going to exit now. Yeah. Woo. LA anyway, road rage is terrifying. I don't engage in it. But this woman, you know what? She needed to be told how embarrassing she was. So I was happy to facilitate that. Someone's got to say it. Someone's got to say it. <laughs> but now we said it. And now we've said it. Guys, so that's that. Hey, which one should we start with, BH or Salt Lake? Mm, I want to hear about BH. Okay, let's go into BH. So we are on, um, we're on episode eight. And the theme music going into this was like post-apocalyptic. It's as though something had, something terrible had befallen all of Beverly Hills. It's like, and we go into Maurizio, as I will always call him, with a T, Maurizio, um, and Kyle. And this conversation, Kate, mm. it Kyle is desperately using the camera this season to highlight and just show how much she hates her husband, how much she's over her husband, I should say. She's over the marriage. She doesn't want anything to do with him. In this conversation, she's like, oh, have you got jet lag? He's like, yeah, a little bit. So um, how was the dinner last night? Oh, it was terrible and told, you know, it went over about the ring and that you're cheating on me and this and that. And um, he's like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah, that's really bad. Um, And they have this conversation as though it's two people that have never had a relationship before. It was awful to watch. They mm. are, they're so broken. They are so broken. And um, then she's, her entire body is tense around him and she gets up and he goes to kiss her. And she's like, don't do that. And he's like, I can kiss you whenever I want. And then it's like this zoom in music into an old photo of them kissing. And it's it's two strangers. I mean, I... I, as I've said before, I don't think we'll ever get the truth. I desperately want the truth. I want to know the timeline of when this broke down so, so badly because mm-hmm. neither of them want to be near each other. It's it's horrible to watch. It was horrible. Oh, imagine seeing that too as one of her girls if you're watching the show. Oh, it's so sad. Oh, it, man. It's just such a difference to last season. Like what a difference a year can make. 
that's like you could just never be complacent in life with anything with your health with relationships with your mental health nothing because a year can change everything everything and with them they were in a, look at what they were like last year kissing and hugging and everything now they can barely even look at each other they're just emotionally miles apart miles they're apart gone. even when they're in the same room oh so let it be a warning to all of us appreciate everything you have now because it can be gone like that Ooh. um then we go to i was gonna call her little legged sutton and that's not appropriate that's not appropriate mm. however Slend- we did slender <laughs> slender sutton slender sutton we go to see um sutton getting ready for this store party now i told you i drove past the store uh maybe about a month ago and as I say, it's in the most bizarre street in WeHo. It's such an offshoot. They have it's like next to a very, very expensive salon, and it's right before you hit this Melrose, Melrose um, like triangle. It's so it's so strange. Anyway, I don't know who goes in there and buys a thing. I mean, we already saw her store earlier this season, and I've already forgotten by now that she has a store. I. It's, I don't, I, f- I feel like it's not real or something. <laughs> I know it, it's, she's getting ready. And I, I didn't even read the thing, but she's getting ready because she's got, she's like, I'm so proud of the store. It's been here for four years. I did it all myself. I did it. And then the producers in her interview is like, well, you did all this yourself, but you know, when you started it and to keep it afloat, did you use any of your spousal support money? And she's like, of course I did. <laughs> I want to remind everyone it's 300,000 dollars a month a month kate you can have any kind of pretend business with that money three i just can't wrap my head around that being part part of her income Mm -mm. that's spousal support that is not investments that's not child support that's not money from doing bullshit on instagram and this show what she can absolutely keep up with kathy hilton yeah nuts um so anyway yeah so we see her getting ready for i guess she's doing something additional to this store i don't know i was very uninterested in that but it's her running around acting as though she has anything to do with that store i mean i'd love to know how often she's in it day to day i really would same yeah it's probably just dropping by once or twice a week or something I'm sure. shifting shifting around some flowers like Lisa Vanderpump. <laughs> no, Lisa Vanderpump worked though. That I know. Work. <laughs> yeah, no, Sutton is just she's so clueless, man. She's so clueless about life. Mm-hmm. Um then we get a very very dark and I think very eye-opening. Um scene with Kyle and her therapist. Now, Kate, remind me, how much of this have you seen of BH? Have you seen have you seen all of this? Because I'm talking away and I don't know if you've seen all this. No, I was busy with Ultimate Girls Trip. Got it. So got I'm it. caught up up to this episode. Oh, got it. Okay, perfect. So I can, okay. Because I didn't know if I was just talking and you'd see, you, you, you had, so you haven't seen this. Not this one, no. Perfect. Okay, okay. So then we see Kyle and her therapist and it's a very, very hard scene and a very, very eye-opening scene. Um, apparently, she, this man has been, she's, he's known, he's an English guy and has known her for a long time. I do think I saw, 
life coach written underneath it. But um, anyway, so he sits down with Kyle and I love Kyle whenever she opens the door, all the dogs she has, because she has like my dream dogs because she has, I love all animals, obviously, but my dream is to have a lot of, lot of um garden space so i can have obviously my palms but mm-hmm. also i love big german shepherds i love a big mm. fluffy german shepherd i love big labs retrievers mm-hmm. and kyle has palms and german shepherds and labs and retrie- she has like the dream anyway so she's getting all these dogs put away and then a uh, river who who was looking very old she's one of her dogs he's a, a german shepherd was looking quite old i was looking at river um stayed in the room and this man sat down and kind of went through stuff for kyle and he said you know so what's been going on these past couple of months is really affecting you and i was thinking are we going to get some maurizio we're going to get some maurizio drama she starts off by saying you know the 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 space between me and Kathy has been really hard. So she gets starts getting very, very emotional about her and Kathy. And then we get flashbacks of her last time she spoke to Kathy and things like that. Um, then that makes sense. And she talks about her relationship with her family and how hard that's been and not seeing Paris and all of that. Paris's baby and she just wants it all back to normal. She doesn't really talk about Maurizio at all, but she talks about something extremely important. And that was the death of her friend on the 1st of May of, I presume this would have been last, no, this year would have been this year, wouldn't it? Because this is being released now. This was all filmed this year. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's May the 1st this year. So her friend Lorraine, Lorraine, no, I think it's Lorraine, um, She's, you know, she'd known her since she was in elementary school. They had been best, best friends. And we'd, and then they did flashbacks of clips of her and Lorraine um, uh, that she'd appeared on the on BH a couple of times and just photos all throughout their life from Kyle as a child to a teenager, to young girls, to mothers, to marriage. And Lorraine had taken her life on the 1st of May. And Kyle touched on the fact that she still doesn't understand why she did it she said you know she was a person that I always thought had it all together she was the person that was in my will to take care of my children if anything happened to me she said and all of my money she was that person she said so it just obviously rocked her entire life that was one of it she said she was like my sister Mm. and I think what it what it explains a lot is that when something so incredibly devastating like that happens, and especially a death that you do not have answers to, not that any death is easy, but a suicide and a and one that uh, she didn't, you know, obviously there weren't details such as if there were notes or if the woman had a history of depression or or something had happened or anything like that, which was private business, but. It seemed to be that Kyle didn't really, didn't know that Lorraine was probably suffering as much as she was, which happens the majority of the time with people that decide to end their life. And um, she said, I just, I, I think that Kyle was so changed from that experience as anybody would be. And I think that began this massive turn in her life of what she mm-hmm. wanted who she is examining friendships examining relationships and so she speaks about her relation her friend um a lot in this mm-hmm. and the therapist kind of talks her through it but i thought that was a very very important scene because 
it's given us an insight into what Kyle's been going through. The kids have all left. She lost her best friend. Mm-hmm. Her husband's never there because he's working so much. And I think it's she's become a different woman. She's become a completely different woman. And Maurizio has just not grown with her. And the type of support you would need after going through a tragedy like that is not temporary. Right. You know, it's not flying home and being home for a weekend, you mm-hmm. know, with her because he's flying all over the world. She needed a lot of long-term care after losing her friend. And I think the insinuation is, is that Maurizio wasn't there and she's had right. to deal with this and then not have her sister. So anyway, there was that scene. It was very, very hard, but it was an important one. Um, hearing Hearing that this friend was like her sister and she lost her so tragically so recently Mm. and then losing the relationship with um her uh Kathy Kathy. Mm -hmm. that just made me think of that scene with Sutton when they were fighting and she made that comment I mean that was really rough to say It was a horrible, you know, Sutton has had really, really low blows, some of which are funny when she told Teddy Mellencamp that she was boring. Um, And then there are ones that are just so disgusting. Like what she said about Dorit, well, sorry, I didn't get a gun held to my head. And then this, it's like, you are, she lives in a fantasy land, Sutton. And I don't think we realize how much she does. There is Mm -hmm. so much wealth for so long, she's completely detached. So... It was very hard, that comment. Yeah, definitely. So we go on to something lighter that um, Garcelle is going out with her son and his girlfriend. And um, we see them have this kind of jovial scene and Garcelle says she really, really likes her son's girlfriend. But um, it was it was a lot. I mean, this kid is like 15 and and he's, you know, Garcelle is saying, sometimes I want him to come watch a movie with me and he's walking around because he's FaceTiming you and... Um, and you're asleep and he's like and the boy's like yeah but what if she wakes up i have to what i was like give me a break jesus mm-hmm. um and teenagers and, i mean but that is like i don't know and then the girl's like oh you shouldn't do that you need to kind of have you know watch movies with your mum, pinky promise and they went up to a salad bar or something and, and he's like i'll come with you i need to come with you i was like these boys get a grip this girl was like just running circles around him and he's just like, oh, obsessed with, I was like, I don't know. It's quite unnerving. I was like, <laughs> that's not how men should be behaving with women and women shouldn't be behaving with men. It was, I don't know. I know they're kids, but I was like, Ew. I just, it made me think I would be, if I had teenagers, the fear of them getting pregnant or getting someone pregnant, I just couldn't, I couldn't, I'd be so terrified i'd be talking to them constantly about sex and giving them putting them on the pill giving them contraception just constantly because you you're you're an idiot and you think you're going to be with this person for the rest of your life right you're constantly having sex and they think if they have a baby it'll be i don't know i went down this whole path it was was terrifying and garcelle was terrified too it was she's like i cannot be a grandmother again this it cannot happen again this is because it's you know, they're idiots, they're idiots. Anyway, Ugh. so then we have this scene, and I will be interested to hear what you think. So Anne Marie has not been featured at all, apart from like the previous week at the dinner party, right? Mm-hmm. 
she's come on and like i said a lot of the uh the trades was saying instagram was saying that she was actually supposed to be a full-time cast member i don't she is trying very hard and i don't know whether they realized she was not going to work and that's why they edited her down or it was because of this controversy with her husband i don't know but we see the scene of her it's a typical housewife scene oh this house is just crazy in the morning i have the kids <laughs> wanting this and i have my husband running around and and she gets up at 4 30 every day oh come on what why to work out oh work out couldn't be me perfect just be perfect because you have to be perfect so she gets up at 4 30 and then she's you know she's got all these kids running around and this weird scene she's like making them breakfast this this is what i never understand um she's making breakfast of pancakes and syrup which i couldn't think of anything more unhealthy to give someone for breakfast but she's giving these kids that for breakfast and the husband comes down and goes i love frosted flakes and that's what i want to have and um and she's like oh you can't have that the children can't have frosted flakes you're giving them syrup covered carbs in the morning i didn't get it at all anyway (laughs) so then it was all this like everything in moderation and i was like oh she's a nightmare but she was definitely putting it all a lot of it on for the camera then she Mm -hmm. goes on yeah you know we've been married nine years then she says and my husband told me you know he loves me so much because he said to me once i am an eight and a half in everything i'm an eight and a half in looks i'm an eight and a half in intelligence and I'm an eight and a half in uh, athleticism. I'm an eight and a half as a dresser. I'm an eight and a half in everything. And it's a solid eight and a half, which is better than being a 10. The husband said that to the wife about her? The hus- about her. It uh-uh. was such a, she was extremely proud. She's like, yep, he said, I'm an eight and a half in everything. Oh, he may have given my body nine and a half actually but the rest of me is a solid eight and a half in looks eight and a half in intelligence what girlfriend that's a put down from your husband (laughs) your husband should say you are a 10 in every category you're my number one or just be realistic and be like you're right for now i mean that would that would be that would be better (laughs) for me because i mean that's more realistic really with most most men but it was just um it was yeah it was really it was a really odd thing to say and said it so proudly. So we kind of see that and I just don't think she fits at all. She really knows the formula. She's mm-hmm. just trying too hard. Then we get Erica in her kitchen, um, FaceTiming her mum, letting her mum know that she has got a residency in Vegas and how excited she is. Then we get this horrifying horrifying flashback to a couple of days beforehand where she's signing the papers for the Vegas residency and guess who's next to her Mikey Mikey Minden (laughs) Mikey Minden with the eyebrows and the lips is sat there as she's signing her papers we need to get a warning on screen (laughs) of like warning Mikey Minden's about to appear always he's always there so (laughs) she's telling the mother and she's like I'm so proud I'm so happy it's gonna be amazing blah 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 then we get more of them. It just They're all going to the Sutton store party. So then we get more of one of my favorite characters. Really, really excited about the addition of Arvi, Sutton's assistant. Now, oh, right. I don't know what the little creature is. He's a 
fascinating, fascinating creature. And I liken him a lot and I put a side by side um, and Sonia, oh, I, yeah, Sonia Morgan actually commented this on our Instagram. So um, I put a side by side of Arvi, who reminded me so much of, if you go back into seasons past of Sonia Morgan um, borrowing her brother-in-law, so her ex-husband, the Morgans, brother's butler. And he was this butler called Patrick Henry that would pop in in a couple of episodes. We saw him in a couple of episodes and he was a bitchy, bitter little butler. And Bethany, <laughs> I remember it was, it was a Bethany season. It was the beginning of the season. It was the introduction of Tins. It was the introduction mm. of Tinsley. And um, she's staying there and they're having this garden party and he's there. And Bethany says it quite rightly. You know, there's nothing like, when Bethany hits it on the head, she hits it on the head. She was like, I just love a bitter, bitchy little butler. And she's like, I just want to take him home and like snark the fuck out with him. And that's what Patrick Henry, he was like, he's like, oh God, Luanne, so gauche. You know, just so like, <laughs> it's just so, he was off when he's like, God, that Ramona's a horror show. Why did she ever let that beautiful man go? And Tim <sighs> was like, because Mario cheated on her. And he was like, well, wouldn't you? I mean, it's, it was awful. Patrick Henry was so, he had all these quips. And Arvi is exactly the same. When he had that matchmaker came the other week, he was like, oh God, here she comes. When she came to the door, like he's <gasps> the same. I put it Amazing. side by side on our Instagram and Sonia Morga commented on it <laughs> and said, oh, I miss him, RIP. Patrick Henry passed away. Yeah, so I'm sure he's snarking up there in heaven. But yeah, he really reminds me of Alvis. Anyway, Alvis running around being like, you need to do this, you need to do that. And Sutton goes, stop bossing me around. And he's like, mm. he's a little, <laughs> he's a little funny thing. He's a funny little thing. Sutton needs that. She needs someone yeah. humbling her and grounding her. Oh, he's a, he's a little one. Then we get everyone getting ready. And um, Kyle is on FaceTime with with, as Danny Pellegrino says, the honky-tonk lesbian. So Morgan <laughs> is on FaceTime with her and Kyle's like, oh, you know, I'm not, every time I'm with Morgan, she's just always like, you know, like razzing me and like always just making fun of me. And it's just, that's what's different between my other relationship, my other friendships and my friendship with Morgan. And I felt like saying, no, the thing is a lot more that's different between you and Morgan. But um, <laughs> yeah, so she's all going on. She's like, so sick to Morgan. Oh, you won't believe what they said, you know, about Maurizio. And she's like oily, kind of looking at the camera. And she's like, oh, stop. It's, it's embarrassing, dude. It's embarrassing mm. to watch this. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both, 
in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. And Morgan's all like, she stopped me. <laughs> She's just going, okay. No, no, no. Like, that's all I hear when Morgan speaks. She's got this really, really high-pitched act, like voice that, and this southern drawl, and it's just kind of... She, that's what she sounds like to me all the time when she speaks. Okay, I need to hear this. Oh, I yeah. She, she always gives me a little shock whenever she speaks i'm like oh that's what you sound like <laughs> so anyway those two are flirting up a storm and then um kyle is going to the party with kim this is a second show episode in a row of kim yes get that day rate kim Ooh. kim <laughs> uh, kim drawing on her the walls of her house with markers richards so it was a dream to see her there in a car going there and of course all of this would have she would have always gone with Maurizio, but no more right. so they go there and of course she's going there because sutton said you don't have any sisters and now she's like going and seeing i do have one sister so they get to the party um the party's where it kind of all concludes but they're at the party and kyle goes up to sutton and it is very awkward um but she's like congratulations on having four years of your store uh kim um is introduced to sutton's friend who's an artist she's a painter and kim goes oh i'm an i'm a i'm an artist too but i just draw on my walls with markers <laughs> it was it was good it was and they keep they keep flashing back to the photos of <laughs> that she's the drawings she's done I need a Kim Richards original on my walls. Oh, dream. Um, so then, so Kyle and Sutton kind of make up. They're like, well, she's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We need to stop all this. We need to stop all this. And Kyle's like, I didn't say you were a drunk. I just said that you probably had too many that night, whatever. And she's like, oh, okay, whatever. Then um, we have the more, more of the discussion about the rings with Garcelle. And she's like, look, you, you know, you keep mentioning these rings and how I changed my rings and um, this is new and this is new. How do you know I didn't buy this myself? And how do you know I didn't do this? And it doesn't mean that I'm cheating, being cheated on and blah, 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 blah. So you go round and round in a circle that. Then uh, Dorit and Crystal get into it because Dorit um, is told by Sutton. Here we go. Sutton goes to Dorit. I know that you're telling everyone I'm alcoholic because Crystal told me you're saying that. Oh, and, there it is. And Crystal goes, but of course, in a much more roundabout way. And then she goes, Dory goes up to Crystal and goes, what are you doing? You're telling everyone. And Crystal's confessional was really funny. She's like, you just sit there and you just let Dory go because I knew it was coming. So then you just have this, the editors are cutting Dory as she goes round and round and round and going, but then I thought, duh, 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 but you know, you said to me and duh, 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 duh. and then Crystal's just like laughing about it. She's like, it's fine. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Calm down. Um, <laughs> And then we get Sutton making a speech, which if you cast your minds back to Dorinda 
giving a speech at Lou and Tom D'Agostino's engagement party on the boat and how wasted she was. Mm-hmm. It is worse than that, but not wasted, unfortunately. She's oh. just a terrible orator. And she stood there and she said this, she's got like a, like reading off her phone, which I hate people do now. Or, or she may mm-hmm. have written it down actually. She may have, but it was, it was like just reading it. Hello, everyone. So today, thank you for coming. Um, I don't, I'm proud as a woman, uh, but you know, women give each other labels. But tonight, these are the only labels I'm interested in. Pause. Mm. It was so bad. And everyone was like, watch, because yeah, I'm, I'm not a very, not a very good, you know, speaker. And Erica was like, just grin, just grin, just smile and grin, smile and grin. Anyway, she was, it was terrible, it's terrible speech. And um, she's like, all right, everyone drink up. And then <laughs> how it kind of ended was a fight between Sutton and this Anne Marie. See, she's getting her nose stuck in everything. So she sits down, they're all sat down at one point and Anne Marie starts saying, so, okay, Anne Marie isn't a doctor. She is a... She works, I don't know the actual term. She's not an anesthesiologist. Nurse practitioner? No, I don't don't know exactly, but she deals with um, anesthesia in the operating, but she is not an anesthesiologist, which is a doctor. Anyway, Mm. so she's Mm. she's talking about how she's an expert on crystal, on Sutton's esophagus issues. So she's like, so... I heard that you, you're probably taking this medication, right? And, and um, Sutton goes, I am. And she goes, you can't drink on that. And she goes, well, my doctor says I can. She goes, no, you can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. And Sutton's like, well, I can and I do. You're not my doctor. What is this? And then Erica actually stands up for her in a way and says, I drink on plenty of things you shouldn't drink. Like you should never drink on antidepressants, but most people drink on antidepressants. And you should never really drink on any prescription medication because it's so harsh for your liver and kidneys, but most people do. Right. And, and she's, this Anne-Marie gives is trying to get her five minutes. It was really annoying. And she's like, well, what I know is, is that if your esophagus is like that, that's not the cause. You know, it's more like a symptom of something else. And, da, 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 and everyone's just like, shut up. And Sutton didn't really take the bait. She took the bait for a little bit. She's like, what are you doing? You're not my doctor. You know nothing about me. Do you want to see my health insurance card? Do you want to see my photos of my um, esophagus? Like, what are you doing? So it it was a very, it was really stupid. And it just pointed out to me, we don't need Anne-Marie. We don't need her. She's not good. I mean, when you're new, Penny's barking. I know. Do you need to check out everyone that was Penny Graham? Kate's dog. Do you need to check on her? See if Penny's okay? Maybe there's someone at the door. She's warning you. She's hearing something outside. Penny, you okay? See, guys, this is a little behind the scenes when it's Penny Crown's okay. just protecting. As long she as she's just... okay and protecting. Yeah, she just heard my neighbor or something. Or she could be like, Pauline, hurry up with the story. But anyway, <laughs> so that was kind of the end of it. Then what we get is a mid-season trailer. So we get mm. the trailer for what's coming up. And honestly, it was not entertaining at all. They go to Spain. They stay in a haunted place. There's a dinner scene of Kyle saying, so would you ever date a woman? And then there's a scene of a confessional of Kyle saying, I honestly don't know if me and Maurizio are going to make it. And Erica in Vegas. And that's it. 
So, so this 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 season really is just Kyle and Mo falling out, and but 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 not showing it. But not showing it. Yeah, they're they're dancing around it and not showing it. I remember we were teased with a scene that she sits down with those daughters. I haven't seen that yet, and I didn't see that in the mid season trailer. And sometimes they do that; they'll show you scenes that never transpire. But I don't know, Kate. It's not. There's not a lot going on, and I'm disappointed that this is the mid season and they're not diving into stuff they need to dive into. Yeah, Beverly Hills right now. I would agree. It's kind of in a middle place for me uh and salt lake salt lake's beating it salt. by far yeah speaking of salt lake i did watch this um this episode but i've only got n- notes for like half of it but i watched it a couple of times managed to watch it twice but um you lead us into it because this is bermuda bermuda birthday blues and this is episode 14 and by the way apparently we only have two days two episodes left before the reunion how upset yeah only two episodes and um also it's baby gorgeous's birthday today happy birthday baby gorge happy birthday lisa okay so here we go it's day two of the bermuda trip and they mostly heather uh are decorating for monica's birthday Mm -hmm. um so they're setting up balloons and streamers and things uh for monica's birthday heather meredith and angie and they're they're kind of downloading on the dinner the night before the shut the fuck up moment and meredith says she doesn't believe in speaking that way and then of course (laughs) the editors troll her by showing meredith drunk in the early season with the the husband and the husband the nest (laughs) so good so good and then Whitney comes out in the middle of their shit talking, which I always love when someone mm. walks in when they're mm. talking mm. about them. And she apolog- She just comes straight out and apologizes to her cousin. And Heather's just so like, fake. it was so fake. Don't ever say that to me again. And then they have a fake hug, which she calls out. And Heather's like, okay, I'll give you a real hug. And I'm like, Good God, you guys do not mess with each other anymore. You guys they, do not like They really don't like each other. And can we just touch on before that, the what the fuck was that gift that Whitney gave Monica? It looked like it cost two bucks from the gift shop. What was that? I don't know. I she can't walked, think of what it was. She walked into Monica's room and was like, happy birthday. Here's a present. And she opens it up and it's this like, see-through cheap cheap gift shop um tank top that said salty af and i was like why did production just go and buy that and give that to her it was so (laughs) strange the worst oh i remember the tank top and thinking it was ugly so that's even worse that it was yeah uh so then monica enters eventually and she's feeling really special she's they're like you're queen for a day they give her a sash and a tiara and scepter and a robe and um they're having this special breakfast baby gorgeous is having her first diet coke of the day and monica gives a speech about how much it means to her that they're making such a big deal of her birthday um monica's a very lonely woman i think um she she's going through a lot while filming uh, uh emotionally yeah. yeah 
and there's been a lot that's come out about her this week yeah yeah so um let's see so then monica's setting up this plan for the day and basically the girls are going to do all this fun stuff you know jet skiing and things like that and then eventually she's planning on going over to her extended family's house and meeting with them and visiting she hasn't seen them in 30 years and she's really excited about it but we should also add that she reveals when she's having this emotional thank you to everyone that she went to therapy and that monster mother didn't even turn up right yeah right so um they are also going to go to this dinner we find out and the theme is pirates and baby gorgeous makes her intentions clear Mm. she's like well as you know i hate dressing up in costumes yes yes (laughs) but i will wear hoop earrings (laughs) and heather gets in a dig Mm -hmm. you'll wear hoop earrings and go naked oh whitney's having such a good effect on you Mm -hmm. i'm like okay heather Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) so then lisa put i have so many notes about lisa because she just Mm -hmm. Pops off the screen to me. She puts on a flashy uh, Versace jumpsuit Mm. for the jet skiing and goes up to talk to Monica. And Monica requests that Lisa comes with her to go to her family's house because she's feeling a little bit nervous. You know, she hasn't seen them in so long, doesn't know them super duper well. And Lisa agrees. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to give, I'm really trying to give Monica a chance and get closer with her. So I'm going to go and meet her family and learn more about her. And then we get this main thing that happens that kind of sets all the drama of the episode into motion. Mm -hmm. We had last episode that scene at the very end with Monica and Meredith, Mm -hmm. where it was the end of the night after the dinner and they talked about this Greek mafia thing. Right. And so then Monica uh, tells Lisa all about this. She's like, Meredith called me. She told me she believes Angie's in the Greek mafia. And then they cut to Angie on a floaty in the pool. And the Chiron said, like, Angie, the Dawn. The do- <laughs> it was so good. She was like, she couldn't get on this inflatable pink flamingo. It was brilliant. The editing was so, so good this episode. And uh, Lisa immediately is like, what? No, that's ridiculous. She doesn't buy it for a second because it is a ridiculous rumor. Yes. And then um, she tells her about the DMs, about the bankruptcy and all the financial stuff. And uh then lisa just immediately knows it's meredith you know she's like meredith is having you do her dirty work to ruin angie because meredith hates angie yeah (laughs) it's true it's true it really really does i mean you know you're watching them and it you know baby gorgeous has tried uh with meredith but they're never gonna get after the hot mic with baby gorge they were never going to be friends again. They tried this season. They did the fake tanning together. They've had some scenes together, but it, it's not working. Just like Whitney and Heather, they're done. No, that ship has sailed. So, okay. Monica's like, I'm being used as a pawn. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're just now realizing this. 
and they head out to the sprinter. Great. We're back in the sprinter. Angie proposes a rap battle that no one wants to participate in. There's some sort of Mormon rap that I need to Mm -hmm. look up and find out about. And then Heather starts talking about her daughter living the life in LA, going to college. She has a convertible down the PCH. Oh, it's Florida. She's in Florida. Yeah. Oh, whoops. In Florida. And she's got her mom's money. (laughs) And Monica kind of out of the blue is like, is she having sex? (laughs) And Heather's like, that's my daughter's business. I will not be bringing up on national television. So shut up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this was the first time that I got the it from Monica. Mm-hmm. She said this and thought it was really cute to say that and then add, well, that's what Chris Jenner does. And and I go, yeah, I I get I get what you're doing here with all of this. Because remember I told you, I pointed it out like at the beginning of the season. She has four daughters. One of them is called West and one of them is called Kendall. And oh. I called out that she was like obsessed with the Kardashians. Yeah. I already thought she was. And I think she thought that this was going to be a platform that she was going to honestly be like the Kardashians, four daughters, her, her mum, her grandmother, like this matriarch of the family. I think she's this fantasy of being like the Kardashians. And it's just one of those people you meet that are obsessed with them. And that stupid comment about how dare you say to a mother, Oh, you know, why aren't you telling us about your teenage daughter's sex life? Shut up. It's disgusting. It's your daughter disgusting. who was literally a child, like barely 18. Yeah, that's and, not. And then in the confessional, she's like, well, you can't be a bad Mormon if you're not talking about sex. Like, what are you not connecting here, Monica? How do you not get this? It was annoying. Very annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then... They get to the jet skiing and it looked really fun. I don't have a ton of notes about this. I mean, they fed some fish bread. They go see a shipwreck. Um, yeah, it's f- fun in the sun. <laughs> and then they get done with that back to the sprinter van and they're chatting about how honey is really good for allergies, just chit chatting. And Monica all of a sudden just leaps out of the van and is hysterically sobbing. And she runs and finds a bathroom and Lisa goes after her because they're buddies now. So Monica's in the bathroom. She's sobbing and Lisa's in there calming her down, getting her to breathe. And she eventually gets her to go back to the Sprinter van. And we find out that her family that she's supposed to go visit in mere hours has texted her and told her they no longer want to meet with her or have her come to their house and she thinks her mom is behind it. Mm-hmm. She thinks her mom reached out to them and said, oh, you don't want to have her over. Yeah. Which from what we heard earlier about the um, not going to therapy and just knowing what Monica's mother is, is completely makes sense. She did come out yesterday and say an Instagram post that that was, um, she did think it was her mom. She has, um, her mom won't respond to any of her messages, but she has already discussed with her and left her messages that they're doing this all publicly, by the way, fighting on Instagram, her and her mother and 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 Twitter, X, and saying that um, she did believe it was her mother, but has found out since it is not her mother. Hmm. Yeah, so maybe the okay. family just didn't want to be filmed. You know, there's a lot that goes into it when you start signing releases and stuff like that. 
I was wondering about that because, you know, production was probably over there, Mm -hmm. like preparing them and getting them mic'd up or something. And they were probably just like, actually, no, this is too much. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, Just quickly, why does this honey turn your teeth blue? Before Monica ran out, they were like, do you want a honey stick? And they were like, no, 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 I don't want my teeth to turn blue. And then all of the, then Whitney had one and it was completely blue. Just wanted to, if anyone knows the answer to that, please DM us at Tender Love and Care Podcast on Instagram. <laughs> so strange. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, this was really sad though. She's, she's feeling really alone. She's like, I don't have any family. It's like, no one wants me around my in-laws, my mom, my own family. I just feel gross and unwanted. And the ladies do a pretty good job pepping her up by bringing up her four amazing daughters. And they're like, you always have family. Like your daughters love you. You're not alone and things like that. And so she calms down eventually and they go to the beach and there's Heather has set up this really nice little picnic with beach chairs and baby gorgeous suggests they play Mary fuck kill with it's like husband's edition. <laughs> yeah, husbands and ex-husbands. And by the way, they all made such a big, oh my God, look at what's on the beach. It was like five chairs and bags of Cheetos. It was so <laughs> underwhelming. They were like, oh my God, you did such a good job. And it was chairs and Cheetos. Very odd. They were a little over the top with their compliments. I mean, it did look really nice. I don't know. I guess I was just hungry when I was watching it. But mm-hmm. um, also I'm like, she didn't do it. Someone else set it up. So Always. and uh so this game was not that fun because all of them insisted on naming their own husbands except for monica and uh heather Mm -hmm. and of course monica is one of the first ones to answer and she's she names two different husbands that she would have sex with and then the rest of them kind of make her look bad by being like well i would only have sex with my own husband I know. And I love the baby gorgeous. Like, I love having sex with John Barlow. I was like, oh, I love John Barlow. I find John Barlow very attractive. Mm, okay. I, I think he's cute. Mm. So then Lisa and Angie go on a little stroll by themselves along the water. And Lisa takes this moment to tell Angie the Greek mafia rumor and, uh, all the financial documents getting DM'd to Monica and proposes her theory that Meredith absolutely sent the DMs from a fake Instagram account she created. And Angie accepts that as truth right away sure. and and uh, is livid, is mm-hmm. so livid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yep. So they're all out for Meredith. I just think we all know it is Meredith. It's just so silly that it was that obvious. I mean, are you... Did she not think honestly it was probably all brooks marks let's be real it was all brooks marks <laughs> yeah i think i can just see her and brooks in bed with like face masks on mm. and they are drinking wine mm. and they have the like the kardashians on or something stupid and she's and brooks is just like mom how fucking hilarious would it be if we did this and Meredith's probably like oh my gosh that would be so great for the show and they just do it together yeah I can see that going down and um okay so then we're back at the house Heather calls her daughter to talk about this sex comment um 
And her daughter, of course, is like, that's weird. <laughs> that makes me uncomfortable. And um, Whitney, you had said that you spotted her packing bad Mormon, right? So she whips that out and she's like, actually, people don't know this about me, but I occasionally read books. <laughs> she was very proud uh, that she reads books. <laughs> oh, yeah. Amazing. Such a talent being able to read a book. Woo! So I wasn't sure if she was trying to be shady, but like, well, I'm actually going to go read Bad Mormon in the sun. I was like, is this what I didn't know what she was trying to do with this? It's 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 gearing up for something she's going to reveal. And actually, we already know because we've seen it in next week. It, I told you that book was placed there for a reason. This scene was there for a reason. And I've just realized she says next week at the dinner, we've already seen it. She goes, you used you exploited my sexuality in your book. There we go. Done. Oh, so she's hunting for ammo. Yeah. When you know the tropes of housewives, you know what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, Okay. So then let's see. We have Angie going to Monica's room Mm -hmm. and she's like, okay, I know it's your birthday, but I have to talk to you about the fact that I know about this mafia rumor now. And Monica's terrified because she thinks she's going to be in big trouble that she's spreading rumors again or something. But Angie's got enough hate for Meredith that she doesn't need to shine any of it on Monica. She's like, no, it's fine. I'm glad you're telling the truth, a.k.a. like you're giving me great ammo for Meredith and a storyline. And bless you. Thank you. And to be fair, if it was my birthday, there's nothing more than I'd love than two people getting into a massive fight about rumors. Oh, <laughs> I know. I know. That's what I thought was so funny about this. Like, I feel like Monica pulled the ladies aside and was like, listen, I know it's my birthday, but just let it rip. Cause I like, she did not care that all this was happening on her birthday at all. Um, so let's see. Everyone's getting ready for the pirate birthday dinner. Um, Monica FaceTimes her daughter Bree to talk about the drama with her family ghosting her. And uh, she talks about how Bree is such an old soul and very chill and calm. And Bree does seem it's that other housewife's trope with like the mature oldest child and then the yeah. like very silly, you know, housewife mom. Yeah. And uh, she talks to us about how much she always wanted a sibling and um, being an only child was tough on her. And so she's glad that, you know, if, if nothing else, she gave her kids the gift of having each other. Um, and yeah, she was, she was feeling a lot on this and that happens a lot on people's birthdays. I feel like you just, you're just feeling a lot of mm-hmm. things. I, will, so I just want to interject here. What came out about Monica this week before we go into the final scene oh. is that um, she spoke about, she spoke about this thing, right? Not being her mother. Um, I'm seeing a lot more. There's going to be, apparently the reunion is everything. Against, everyone against Monica, everyone against Monica, whatever happens in these next two episodes are going to be insane. There was a mm. woman yesterday that released a video on Instagram. She's the ex best friend or very, very close friend of Monica who recounts a story of they hadn't been speaking. They got into an argument. Her phone goes very early in the morning and she picks up. It's still dark outside. She picks up and Monica is crying and saying, my daughter just got into a car accident. So the woman says, I, I dropped everything. I put on clothes. I got a phone as I was getting out the door to go to Monica's. I get a phone call back and saying, don't hate me. But I knew that was the only way I could get you to come over to my house. And she'd made it up. No. Yeah. 
I think there is a lot darker stuff going on than we have any idea about Monica. Okay, I, I had not. I had not heard that. I should. I'll find it and repost it. It was oh. insane. Yeah, but go ahead with the this last scene. Whew. Um. Okay. So let's see. Yeah. So they're getting ready. Most of them are really, really on theme. Mm-hmm. Baby gorgeous looks gorgeous. Uh, yeah. I do wish, I think she could have completed the look. I will say with like a very fabulous silk scarf around her hair. Like, I think that would have been really cool, but she looks great. And, uh, Monica went into full Jack Sparrow drag, yeah. <laughs> which was great. I thought, um, so, okay, they go to this dinner. It's really cool. It was this underground cave mm-hmm. and their table's right on the water. And Whitney is tottering around on these like five inch stilettos. She can't really walk. And um, then the dinner starts. Monica gives a toast. Thanks for coming, everyone. Anyways, since I felt sex shamed on the bus, oh. I was like, she did not sex shame you on the bus. Oh, she no. told you she didn't want to talk about her young, young daughter's sexuality on TV. I know. And, uh, excuse me. And um, she's like, so since I felt sex shamed, when's the last time all of you had sex? And they're, they're all just like, are we really doing this? All of them made up. The, it was so oh. cringy to every single one of these women. First of all, it is really unfair. Whitney, okay. So they all go around, they're all married, and they all say the exact same thing. Um, yeah, just before just before I left. And then when it went, half these women are never sleeping with their husbands. When <laughs> it went to Angie, that was painful. I was cringing. She goes, Oh, uh, yeah, just before we left, just a you know, a quickie, just a quickie. Oh, it was it was so painful to watch. Who's are, having actually I, the most frequent? Meredith right now, I would say with Seth. I would say Meredith with Seth are getting it on. I think Whitney is doing it sporadically and just kind of laying there at this point with him because she doesn't really like him anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Baby Gorge, John Barlow whenever baby gorge can put down her phone and has a minute because she's so busy with sundance right um, always whatever time of year it is she's always busy with sundance um they're definitely getting it on as well so but that angie that angie is not having sex with that husband and i don't think i don't think whitney's having that much sex anymore with him either yeah angie's actually it's part of her storyline i remember now she was like i don't know we're just not intimate because we have a 13 year old kid or whatever yeah. uh okay so yeah they're all they all say the exact same thing that's funny i had the same thought i'm like mm, i don't think uh-uh. someone's lying someone's uh-uh. lying uh and then heather says she's not going to answer she doesn't want to and points out how unfair it is because mm-hmm. they are all married and she's single and she doesn't want to air out her goings on yeah. like that yeah absolutely and whitney you see the 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 hatred and anger she has towards she jumps on anything heather says and she goes how is that unfair that's not unfair well it is unfair i mean it's that's kind of black and white everyone can see that that's unfair you all have partners that you can talk about having sex with and if i was to tell you it would be well who is it who are you dating when how do you know them all of that and it's on television and she's kids 
So right. no, she's not going to say that. And Whitney's all like, no, it isn't unfair, Heather. Oh, I really wanted to punch Whitney in the face. Watching this. It's really annoying. It's so annoying. And then this other fight starts up with Monica saying, well, you're not the only single one here. I'm also single. <laughs> and Heather's like, you're married. Yeah, yeah. She's like, no, I'm divorced. I'm waiting on him to sign the papers. And how much more single could I get? I could go and fuck someone right now. And I'm like, oh, God. Um, And then Lisa's standing up for Heather. And then the fight ends with Heather saying to Monica on her birthday, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up like Whitney said to me last night. I love it. I and, love it. And then it's just silence. And then Angie takes her moment to go in on the mafia rumors to Meredith. And Meredith yeah. just denies, denies, denies. And everyone at that table is like, Meredith, we know it's you. Like, this is what you did last year. And this is what you're doing now. No, I can't. But she's like, I just can't believe what you guys are saying this. This is just all <laughs> so ridiculous. Meredith, you're doing this. We all know you're doing this. I just can't believe how ridiculous this all is. And then just walk <laughs> off. If it, if it was really a lie and she really didn't do it, she would be a lot more worked up. But yeah. she knows it's true, and she's so she's just unnaturally calm about it. Just like, yeah. no, no, I didn't do that. No way, guys, yeah. shut up. <laughs> it's it's brilliant work. It really is. So, and that's how it ended. And then we have we have two episodes left. So the massive bomb, I think is going to be dropped i think they're probably going to be in the last last episode except i think it's going to go on for a while it all gets dropped and found out at a dinner because we see in the preview we see heather in the day getting that phone call then production just rushing into her room but then we see at a dinner heather is saying to someone directly you need to leave you need to leave now and we all think it's monica which i presume it would be but something happens and i'm gonna stick we'll find out if my theory was right we'll find out if it was right about them i don't know how it hasn't come up how has not one of them said to her you put jen in jail right and jen came up though for the first time right uh because lisa's going off on meredith mm. And she's saying, you do this to everyone. Stop being, stop doing this mean shit to us. You did it to Mary. You did it to Jen. You were saying Jen's going to get in trouble for X, Y, Z. And then she got arrested. Like you okay. do this shit. Okay. And so I was like, okay, so finally Jen's name is mentioned. And then this could now Jen's on people's mind. I'm like, okay, what is this? I just think it is. But... I feel it in my gut, but we don't know. We don't, we still don't know, but it is Heather that gets the call. And I cannot wait. So we have two episodes. These two episodes are going to be outstanding television. Once again, mm -hmm. I call for them to be two and a half hours long each. But Please. we're not going to get it. I do just want to end this. We have to wrap this up. We've been talking for so long. But we do have to. I just do want to say that um, I was perusing the trades, page six. And I just want to read this title that's Bravo, Bravo related, okay, that came out. <clears throat> Ramona Singer quote, wasn't invited to Roni legacy premiere after racism scandal, dash, but showed up anyway. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that is the most Ramona oh, shit to do. It's brilliant work. Hey, I cannot wait to watch it. I think I'm going to have to put a couple of, I'm going to have to put, it's going to be just three episodes. I'm going to have to put time aside this weekend, sit, get my favorite snacks, 
yep. get a bottle of wine for Lou and I am just gonna binge all three and appreciate every single morsel and then you know what probably gonna watch them again but I'm gonna <laughs> do that and I'm gonna take notes on all of them good good yeah you'll have to text me a little bit oh. <laughs> when you're watching it it's ever I think you're gonna like it it's everything you want can't believe we're back at the house. We are back at the house where it all happened. Those chairs that Sonia was like trying to hump, the wine dispenser, the chefs that they were flirting with, the table where they were screaming, Benazadex, calm down. I mean, it's it's everything we ever wanted. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, we are going to go now. We are going to actually, this is coming out Friday. And if you're a Patreon member, you're also going to get our Patreon episode today where we are covering the documentary Escaping Twin Flames. It's about a cult. It's about cuckoos. And it's about love, question mark. Um, you know, you can always follow us and get in touch on Instagram at Tender Loving Care podcast thank you for everyone that sends in their dms and writes to us we read them all we respond to all of them thank you so much um follow us there you can email us at tender loving care pod we are waving right now and saying hello on our youtube channel just search tender loving care podcast kate anything else i don't know i think you i think you got everything thank you every thank you everyone for being here we really appreciate you and have a great weekend we will see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.